This is a very exciting time, being that tomorrow is the first day of classes. I know y'all are all looking forward to this very much. And uh, before I begin with the homily, I just want to introduce myself for any freshmen out there, any new faces who are, this is their first time coming to Our Lady of Wisdom. I'm Father Rene Pellissier, I'm the parochial vicar here at this parish, and I'm, I'm very blessed to be here. This is my third year here. It's been a wonderful time here. I've been ordained only two years, so, you know, it explains why I look so young. And I just want to say I'm very excited to be your priest for these, uh, this upcoming year, this, this time here, and uh, we hope that you can find a home away from home here at Our Lady of Wisdom. A little bit of background information, just briefly, to go into the homily. I am from here. I went to Lafayette High, graduated in 2007, and from there, I went to LSU. When I went to LSU, I decided I would hate my life, and I decided to major in mechanical engineering. And as I was majoring in mechanical engineering, they had these weed-out courses, I guess to try and, like I said, make people hate their lives. And one of them, like kind of the king weed-out course, the very beginning, was thermodynamics. I know some of you engineers out there have had, just had flashbacks by me just saying the word thermodynamics. Just to give you an example, and you'll, tell, you'll see why it was so traumatizing. The first day I walked into thermodynamics, we were greeted by a kind of a taller Indian man. He was our professor, and there was a, a lot of people in the class, and we were all just kind of talking and chattering and whatnot. And then it kind of came time for the class, and he didn't say anything. He just kind of glared at us. You know, I always hated whenever that the teacher never like calls the class to attention. They just kind of like expect us to have like this secret like clock in our head just to know to be quiet once he wants us to talk. Like once he wants to talk, it's just like it's just kind of that awkward thing. Well, this teacher was doing that. He just was kind of he waited for us to be quiet, and once the all all of us kind of went silent, he said in his thick Indian accent, which I won't do. Hello, my name is Dr. Deveretti, but you can call me Dr. D, which will probably be the grade you will get in this class. <laughs> Welcome to Thermo. Right now, there are 120 of you. By the end of this month, there will be 60. So look at your neighbor and say goodbye. But he also said something interesting after that. He said, everybody in this class can fail. But everybody in this class could make an A. You probably won't, but you could make an A. Usually those who want to make an A will make a D. But you could get an A. I don't grade on a curve. Either you know the material or you don't know the material. I can care either way. I don't grade on a curve. And... The reason why I bring up this story is because I think what Dr. D told me that day in preparation for the thermodynamics class, one of the hardest classes of my life, is very similar to what Jesus is telling his disciples today in the gospel. And it all kind of boils down to three basic things. It's the same exact structure. What Dr. D led with saying you will probably get a D in this class is essentially what Jesus is leading with. What does he say? He says, strive to enter through the narrow gate 
for many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. It will not be strong enough. What Jesus is saying here is that the Christian life is going to be really, really, really hard. Kind of like what Dr. D was saying was that thermodynamics will be really, really, really hard. Incredibly difficult. To the tune that many people will not be strong enough to enter through the narrow gate. And just as it was true back then, that Christian life would be incredibly hard, especially being the, that Christianity was extremely unpopular amongst the culture of that time. How much truer is it now? How much more difficult it is, is it now to be a good, faithful Christian? In a society that has no empathy toward Christian values. In a society that continually stomps on the dignity of the human person. In a society that seems to worship drugs and sex and things that ultimately lead it to our total demise. Things that stand completely against Christianity. Christianity that's calling us to be greater, that's calling us to be better. How challenging is Christianity in light of the fact that we live in a world that is incredibly hostile to it, although it might be subtle. And so that's what Jesus is pointing out. Is that if you want to be a Christian, be prepared for a life of hardship. If you're beginning college, be prepared for it to be difficult to live out your Christian faith. You're going to have professors who will tell you that God does not exist. You're going to have friends that will ask, why are you even going to Mass? Why don't you come out with us? You're going to have family that's like, why don't you go live a little? Don't, bother, don't even bother going to wisdom. But the point being is that that's what Jesus is warning us. Is that there will be difficulties, there will be obstacles, there will be distractions. But strive to enter the narrow gate. The second thing that Dr. Deborah already pointed out out, was that not everybody's going to make it. Right now there's 120 of you. By the end of this month there will be 60. And you know what? He was right. Maybe not exactly right. At the end of the month there was 75. But I mean it was used pretty close. A lot of people dropped out of that class. It was very difficult. And it's no different for the Christian life. Statistically speaking, that's what's going on. In fact, it's not. It's actually much worse. Like in thermodynamics, things went a lot better. Only like less than 50% dropped out. In Christianity and Catholicism, it's, 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 the, the stats are far more harrowing. You look at the stats, only 25% of Catholics are going to Mass on a weekly basis. Recently, a Pew research study showed us that only 25% of Catholics actually believed in the real presence of, of the Eucharist. Actually believed that whenever the priest says, this is my body, that he's not a liar. That that really is the body of Christ. That that really is the blood of Christ. The wine actually transforms into his blood. Guys, the fact of the matter is, is failure in the Christian life is not a possibility It's a probability. It's most likely going to happen. Statistically. Statistically, you guys shouldn't be here. Statistically, you guys aren't going to make it. Things are going to get busy in college. You're going to want to quit. You're going to say, I got to study for this test. I got to hang out with these friends. Oh, you know, my favorite show on Netflix is on. And before you know it, mass goes on the back burner. You're going to be traveling, this, that, and the other. You're going to get angry at God, and that's it. That's why Jesus is warning us. 
many people are not going to make it. And I'm here to tell you, you will be tempted to quit. You will be tempted to quit. The numbers show that. Experience shows that. And I think your own experience probably reveals that to you. That you will be tempted to quit and ultimately fail to get through the narrow gate. That you will not be strong enough. But Jesus, just like Dr. Deveretti, did not leave us purely hopeless. Dr. Deveretti pointed out that everybody in this class can make an A. He was not partial. Everybody had a chance. And that's what Jesus is pointing out whenever he says that many will come from the east and the west, the north and the south, will recline at the table of the kingdom of God. What he's saying is that this call, this invitation to pursue the Christian life is completely universal. It's not, it does not depend upon your region. It doesn't depend upon your family. It doesn't depend upon your friends. It depends upon how much you're willing to strive through the, through, to enter through the narrow gate. But here's the point. If the Christian life is hard, and if many people fail, but we can do it, how do we get this done? How do we ensure that you and I can strive through the narrow gate, something that's risky, something that's dangerous, something that's scary? How can we ensure that we will have the strength as Jesus challenge us to to do how does he how do can we know that we will have the strength to make it through the strength not to fail and that's why we're here at our lady wisdom that's why we're here on this campus to give each and every one of you the strength to pursue the gospel message the strength to pursue christianity the strength to keep your faith here in this hostile environment known as college. That's why we exist, for no other reason than to help you strive to enter through the narrow gate, than to help you live and bear the cross of the Christian life, a cross that seems so countercultural, a cross that seems so ridiculous, but a cross that ultimately is so worth it. Because if we don't carry that cross, what's going to happen? We're going to wind up burning for the rest of eternity. And none of us wants that. None of us, none of us wants that. So ultimately my point is this. Tomorrow's the first day of school. First day. And I pray to God, Lord, heaven almighty, that Dr. D is not one of your professors. (laughs) I pray though, also too, that you don't forget these words of this sermon. That the Christian life is hard. That if you fail, it will be an eternal failure. There's no turning back. There's no second chances. But that you can succeed. And that we here at Our Lady of Wisdom exist for the sole purpose of helping you succeed. That we are here to give you strength. And we are here for whenever you fall. We will be here to pick you up.